Welcome back to the Squirt Sports Podcast. On this podcast land, Frank, we're going to have some 75. It's for 75 episodes through. And I got action-packed episode planned for you. MLB season is underway. The NBA playoffs are set. Scotty Shuffler won the Masters. NFL draft is right around the corner. And so much more. Stay tuned for this action-packed episode number 75. Let's hop into it. Let's start with episode number 75. How we always do with the headlines in the NBA. The Los Angeles Lakers did get eliminated by... Ooh, it's awesome to see right here. By LeBron James disgruntled. Frank Vogel got fired. Russell Westbrook is getting traded, no doubt about it. Anthony Davis might not even be on this team next season. I mean, there's a very rare chance of happening, but it could definitely happen. LeBron James obviously had to struggle a little bit this season. Didn't play as many games. Almost won the scoring title. Didn't qualify for it, though, because he didn't play. I don't think LeBron James only played like 53, 54 games season, which isn't ideal for the Los Angeles Lakers. I think if LeBron James and Anthony Davis didn't get hurt, the Lakers would have been in playoff position. I don't think they would have won, won a playoff series, but I do think they would have been in playoff position. No debate about it. So Lakers got eliminated from the playoffs. And the playoffs are started, but we're going to make our playoff predictions later on the episode, but Obi Toppin everybody, of my New York Knicks has went off this last week. He went off this last week. I mean, second season, sophomore season wasn't so great for Obi Toppin, but this last week he turned it on. He says crew high of 35 points at six threes. But what does he do next night? He drops 42 points. 42 points for Obi Toppin, career high in his last game of his NBA sophomore season. What a game for Obi Toppin. What a game. So much news going on in the NBA right now. We're going to make our NBA playoff predictions later. We're going to do our NBA award show later. Stay tuned for that. Let's move to MLB where we had action-packed opening weekend. Now, MLB opening week was amazing, everybody. But some of the top prospects weren't doing great. Bobby Wood Jr., I know his first game, he had that double to give the Royals the lead. But since that, he's batting 250. He's in great. Julio Rodriguez took a little bit to get his first hit. Spencer Torkelson isn't doing great. So some of the top prospects struggling. We know who's the top prospect who isn't struggling. Seiya Suzuki, who I picked to win NL Rookie of the Year, hit a home run the other day, is playing great for Chicago Cubs. Chicago Cubs, my dark horse playoff team for this season. Dark horse. I think Chicago Cubs are a very, could be a very good team this year with Mark Stroman, with Seiya Suzuki, with Wilson Contreras. This is a good team my opinion. Seiya Suzuki did get his first career home run, though. Let's talk about my New York Mets now, everybody. I was, I mean, great start for the Mets opening season. 3-0, now 3-2, which isn't ideal, but Tyler McGill on the mound for game one. Everybody's saying, who in the world is Tyler McGill? Who would it? You tell a Mets fan two weeks ago, yeah, Tyler McGill's going to start opening day. Not Tyler Walker, not Chris Bassett, Cy Young candidate, not Jacob DeGrom, Cy Young winner, not Max Scherzer, Cy Young winner, Tyler McGill. His second season MLB. Tyler McGill played great. Tyler McGill could definitely be in this rotation. I think Tyler McGill, maybe when Jacob DeGrom's back, should be a starter over Carlos Carrasco. That's not up to me, though. Buckshaw Walter was great this week. Nationals were throwing at the Mets a lot. Hit Pete Alonso. Hit Francisco Lindor. Sparked that flight. So the Mets got up a 3-0 lead in that series. Then, I mean, they obviously lost on Sunday to Juan Soto and the Washington Nationals. They blew a bad lead on Monday night against the Philadelphia Phillies. But a lot going on in the MLB, right? Right now, my New York Mets doing well to start the season. We got MLB coming up later on this episode. Stay tuned. Now, my favorite from this week, my weekly favorite of this week, was watching the Masters, watching Scotty Shuffler win at Augusta. What a, I mean, what a tournament that was. You see Tiger Woods go one under. One under par on his first day, Thursday. But then the weather starts getting bad at Augusta. Then he doesn't do well. He shoots plus two the next day. Then the next day he goes plus six. Last day he goes plus six again. Tiger Woods didn't finish the Masters out that great. But the favorites didn't do well at all. I picked Patrick Canley to win the Masters. He barely made the cut. John Ram barely made the cut. Jordan Speed didn't make the cut. Roy McIlroy did make the cut. Roy McIlroy had a great last day at the Masters. Start of the day, plus one, and finished the day, minus seven. What a day that was for Roy McIlroy. Scotty Shuffler, he's here who we talked about. I mean, minus 12. 
just great. That up and down shot. What a shot that was against Cam Smith. Cam Smith couldn't take the lead right there, but he didn't. Scott Scheffler, what a birdie that was. Scott Scheffler got a great future ahead of him. Just very young golfer. Scott Scheffler, what a win that was for him at the Masters. Leave your thoughts on Scott Scheffler winning the Masters. Those are mine. Let's switch things back to baseball, everybody. Top five. My top five baseball players for this season. So, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., who I picked to win MVP in the AL this year, he's going to be on this list. Juan Soto, I picked to win MVP in the NL, he's going to be on this list. So, let's hop into it. Fifth best player in MLB this season will be Showtime Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani didn't start that great at the plate, but he did, he did pretty well in his debut as pitcher. Lost the game still, but only gave it one run. Uh, just not, I mean, not a terrible performance by Shohei Otani. Definitely could have been better. Shohei Otani will get things going, and he could be the fifth best player in the MLB this season. Number four, Byron Buxton of the Minnesota Twins, the fastest man in baseball, is going to maybe even be MVP candidate this season. I think for sure Byron Buxton, Byron Buxton could be an MVP candidate this season. Like I said, fastest man in baseball. Now he doesn't have to carry that Twins team as much. It's his team. Carlos Correa with him now. Sonny Gray there now. This is Gary Sanchez at Grand Slam the other day. This is going to be a good Twins team. This Twins team probably will make the playoffs. They're a very good team in a winnable division. I got Byron Buxton as the fourth best player in baseball for right now. Number three, Mike Trout. Everybody, Mike Trout and the Angels didn't start off the season great. Then Mike Trout hits a home run against the Astros and got things going. I think Mike Trout has a better season than Shohei Otani does this season if he can stay healthy. Mike Trout, third best player in baseball for the season. Now, number two, it's going to be my two MVP candidates, Juan Soto and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., my two MVPs. So I got Juan Soto winning MVP at the NL. I got him at number two. And then Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I think, could have hit 60 home runs this season. I have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at number one. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to crush this ball season. Juan Soto, maybe, Juan Soto's next Mike Trout. That's the easiest error there. He probably could even be better than Mike Trout. He can pretty much visualize the strike zone. That's what I see right there. Juan Soto is a great player. Juan Soto, second best player in MLB for this season. With number one, being Vladimir Guerrero Jr. That's about for top five this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, didn't know this week's day, you know, it's a great one. Did you know Los Angeles Lakers, who I went on rant on about last week, who I talked about earlier this episode, they finally finished paying Lou Aldang. If you ask me, how long ago Luau Deng retires? Probably a while ago because Luau Deng is not that great of a player. And he wasn't on the Lakers that long ago. $72 million. They gave him a contract in 2016. And they finally stopped paying him this season. He was the fifth highest paid player in the roster this season. Now, if they didn't pay Luau Deng that much money, they could have gone after DeMar DeRozan this season. They could have gone after Alex Caruso. Just a lot of things here right there. Did you know Luau Deng? Lakers finally stopped paying Luau Deng. His $72 million contract. Deng back from even before LeBron James is the Los Angeles Lakers. Didn't know that. Leave that in the comment section. That's about what didn't know this week. Now, it's that time of year, but it's the NBA Award Show. I'm not waiting to do my NBA Award Show until after the playoffs. I'm doing my NBA Award Show right now when the regular season ends. NBA Award Show, this is the second ever scored sports NBA Award Show. Let's all bet it. Who is the most disappointing team this season? Hmm, I wonder who that's going to be. No, it was the Los Angeles Lakers. That is no debate about it. Los Angeles Lakers, you can't put anybody up here. You have three MVP cans. You have LeBron James, MVP winner. Four-time MVP winner. Russell Westbrook, MVP winner. Anthony Davis, MVP candidate. Carmelo Anthony, MVP candidate. Former MVP candidate. Just wild stuff this year right there. Los Angeles Lakers, easily the most disappointing team this season. No debate about it. Now, who's the most surprising team this year? The team surprised me the most. 
The Toronto Raptors, Pascal Siakam, I really thought he wasn't going to have a good year. He did. Feather Lee had a good year. Scotty Barnes was great this season as a rookie. So, the most surprising team this year was the Toronto Raptors, and the most disappointing team this year was the Los Angeles Lakers. Who was my favorite player to watch this season? Well, it could be a lot of players. It could be James Harden. It could be Joel Embiid. It could be Kevin DeGrant. But I'm going to give it to Devin Booker, everybody. Devin Booker was so awesome to watch on both ends of the court this year. It's hustle this play without Chris Paul. Devin Booker's not going to win MVP this year. He should be a candidate, but he's not going to win MVP. My favorite player to watch this season was Devin Booker. Who was my favorite rookie of the season? My favorite rookie to watch the season, so this will be rookie of the year. My favorite rookie of the season was Evan Mobley. By Evan Mobley over Kate Cunningham. I think Evan Mobley had a better season than Kate Cunningham. So my rookie of the year, my favorite rookie, was Evan Mobley this season. Now, what was the best blooper of the year? Best Shaq in the Fool moment? The best gaff of the year? I'm going to say it was Christian Wood at the start of the season when he hit the fan. That fan was mad. Left some meat on the bone. Seven, se- oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Hope everyone's okay. Jeez. That went truly into the second row. Goodness. Head on a swivel, young lady. He offered her courtside tickets, and she still was mad. And it's just kind of a funny thing right there. Christian Wood, when he hit the fan during play, funny blooper right there. That's definitely the blooper of the year this year. Why did Christian Wood hit the fan at the start of the NBA season? Leave your thoughts. What was the best blooper of the season? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, what was the best play of the year? The best play of the season? Now, this play doesn't get talked about enough. This is the most disrespected play of all time. It's the Devontae Graham full court, full court, buzzer beater, game winner. Is he going to get there? Got a foul. And they do. He fouled him. He fouled him. Garrett Temple tried to foul him. 1.4 to play out of timeouts. Garrett Temple reached for him, didn't get him, and gives Shea Gilgis Alexander credit as Devontae sends it. Oh! Gets it! Gets it! The game winner! Oh, wow! Devontae Graham stuns him in Oklahoma City. Just how you drew it up. Shai Gilgis Alexander hit a half court shot right before it to pretty much send the game to overtime. But no, Devontae Graham had other plans. He had a full court buzzer beer to win the game. When was the last time we saw that? You could say that UConn game in the AAC tournament a couple years ago, but that wasn't even to win the game. The game was to go to overtime. Now, this was to win the game. What a shot that was by Devontae Graham. Not talked about enough, like I said. Maybe the most disrespected play in all of sports. What a play that was by Devontae Graham. That was the best play of the year. Now, what was the best? Who had comeback player of the year? This isn't a real award in the NBA, but who won comeback player of the year? It's easy for me. It's Klay Thompson. Torn ACL, broken leg, comes back, and Klay Thompson did win comeback player of the year. Now, I'm going to give an award just to Draymond Green right here. Who Draymond Green wins the award of welcome back to basketball because Draymond Green didn't really play basketball from the 2019 NBA Finals this season. It didn't really seem like it. The Warriors sucked. The Warriors were horrendous from 2019 NBA Finals up until this season. I know they almost made the playoffs last year, but they didn't because Draymond Green blew the game, the playing game against the Grizzlies. They were terrible the season before. So, Draymond Green, you win a welcome back to basketball award. Terrible without Clay Thompson. Terrible without Steph Curry. It seemed like Draymond Green. So, you get your own award for this season, Draymond Green. Now, who won Coach of the Year this year? It could be Monty Williams. I think Monty Williams definitely deserved to win last season. I don't like coaches winning awards back-to-back years. I'm going to give it to Ime Oduka. I mean, just great coach for the Boston Celtics coming into a rough situation with Jalen I mean, Brown and, J- and Jason Tam just a little bit struggling after last season. Brad Stevens a little bit struggling to start the season this year, but gets them up to the two-seed, 51-31. and 31. What a season that was for the Boston Celtics. They're in prime position for a championship. Ime Oduka does win Coach of the Year season. Now, MVP. Who is my MVP for this season? Let me break it down right here. I'm going to have an MVP, and I'm going to have the most outstanding player. There's a difference. MVP stands for most valuable player. 
The most valuable player of the season was Nikola Jokic. The most outstanding player of the year. It should be called this. It's called out in NCAA. The most outstanding player. The most outstanding player of the season was Joel Embiid. Now, Joel Embiid is very valuable to Philadelphia 76ers. They have James Harden. They have Tobias Harris. They have Tyrus Maxey. The Denver Nuggets virtually had nobody this season. No Michael Porter Jr. No Jamal Murray. Nicole Jokic really had no help. Nicole Jokic wins back-to-back MVPs for me. And Joel Embiid wins the first ever most outstanding player. There's a difference. I'm giving out two awards, most outstanding player and most valuable player. That's about for the second year of the Squared Sports NBA Award Show. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Do you think I got it right? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Okay, so New York Yankees slugger Aaron Judge got a $280 million deal, 10 years, and he said, nah, I'm going to pass up on that. I want so much money. I want to be the highest paid player on my position, which we probably would pay him the highest paid player's position. He wants more money, Aaron Judge. He wants a bigger contract. Aaron Judge, you are probably the most overrated, maybe athlete in sports. I know it's a bit of a crazy statement right there, but since his rookie season, Aaron Judge had 56 home runs his rookie season. Got hurt the next season. Got hurt the season after that. Wasn't great the next season after that. It wasn't that great last season. Aaron Judge. Maybe strikes out the most of any player in baseball. Now, I know for the past couple of years, the most overrated player in baseball voted by the Players Association has been Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper won MVP last season. It can't be him anymore. The new most overrated player in baseball should be Aaron Judge. Now, I wasn't always an Aaron Judge hater, but he strikes out the most in baseball. He's a walk, strikeout, home run type player. I hate those types of players. Aaron Judge... Giancarlo Stan is much better than you. Giancarlo Stan is much better than Aaron Judge, in my opinion. Yankees should pay Giancarlo Stan before they pay Aaron Judge. Now I know Giancarlo Stan's a lot older than Aaron Judge, but Aaron Judge, what are you thinking? This is an outrageous statement. I can name so many better players at that position. It's wild to think, right? Byron Buxton, more consistent, better. Mike Trout, more consistent, better. Juan Soto, more consistent, better. Bryce Harper, more consistent and better than Aaron Judge. Now I'm not saying Aaron Judge is a bad player or anything but not worth to be the highest-paid player in baseball, whatever he wants to be. Wild to see right there. Aaron Judge, not going to be in the Yankee next season. Doesn't look like he's going to be in the pitch stripes next season. He could be with the Mets, and I wouldn't be very happy about that. I'd rather maybe brand Nimmo over Aaron Judge. That's a bit of an outrage statement right there, but brand Nimmo can get on base more than Aaron Judge does. He does. That's my take on Aaron Judge. That's my Aaron Judge spotlight for this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's my Aaron Judge rant. That's my Aaron Judge spotlight. Now, it's that time of year, but we're nearing our mock draft special for the NFL. But for right now, I'm going to give you a mini mock draft. My first apex of the NFL draft. Let's all be to it. With the first pick in the 2022 NFL draft, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking my Michigan man, my Michigan guy of my Michigan Wolverines, Aiden Hutchinson, the best player in this draft class. No debate about it. Not Trayvon Walker. I have Trayvon Walker going number two to the Detroit Lions. Trayvon Walker's a great player. In my opinion, Trayvon Walker's a Dan Campbell type of guy. Kayvon Thibodeau is not in this top eight. I'm saying right there, Kevin Thibodeau is not even in some top tens. Kevin Thibodeau has attitude issues. Uh, just so much stuff came on Thibodeau. Uh, injury issues. Aiden Hutchinson doesn't get injured. Trayvon Walker doesn't get injured. Trayvon Walker can win you a game. Aiden Hutchinson can win you a game. Those two guys are my top two picks. Aiden Hutchinson going number one. Trayvon Walker going number two. Now, number three, the Texans take Ikem Ikunu out of North Carolina State. Evan Neal, still here, but Evan Neal, I don't think he goes at number four, two, or at number three, two. Houston Texans. So I got Ikem Okunu, the best offensive line in this draft at North Carolina State. No debate about it. Going to the Houston Texans. Lovey Smith gets his guy. Now, 
Number four pick, the New York Jets. Zach Wilson needs some more protection. Like he gets Evan Neal to pair up with Lash Vera Tucker, with Mekhi Becton, who might even be struggling a little bit right now. Evan Neal pair with them. That would be a great pick in my opinion. I don't think they go receiver right here. They should definitely shouldn't. They shouldn't go Garrett Wilson right here. They should go Garrett Wilson with their number 10 pick or Drake Line or whatever it might be. So I got Evan Neal going number four to the New York Jets. Number five, my New York Giants are on their clock. They have two uh, top 10 picks this season, uh, this NFL draft, number seven pick and number five pick. So the number five pick in the NFL draft, I have my New York Giants take it. Charles Cross, offensive lineman at Mississippi State. Get your priorities right, Joe Shane. Get an offensive lineman before you get a defensive lineman. Get an offensive lineman before you get a weapon for Daniel Jones. Get Charles Cross. This is the perfect pick, in my opinion. Charles Cross to the Giants at pick number five, the third best offensive lineman in this draft. Now, number six, the Carolina Panthers select Malik Willis out of Liberty University. Liberty, Liberty quarterback Malik Willis is a great player, in my opinion. can sling the rock. can run the rock. I mean, Matt Rule needs a quarterback, everybody. He does. This Panthers team is struggling. They need a quarterback. Sam Darnold is not a long-term issue. Cam Newton is definitely not a long-term issue. So I got Malik Willis going number six to Carolina Panthers. First quarterback off the board. Best quarterback in this draft class is Malik Willis. Some rumors about Matt Corral going right here. I'm not buying into them. I got the Panthers taking Malik Willis at number six. Now, Number seven, the New York Giants select Kyle Hamilton, in my opinion. Kyle Hamilton had a very bad pro day, ran a 4-9, I think, but that's unofficial. Kyle Hamilton coming off an injury, the best safety in this draft class, in my opinion. Kyle Hamilton, Giants get their defensive guy. Kyle Hamilton goes number seven to the New York Giants. So not the flashiest pick for the New York Giants. The flashiest pick again, Charles Cross, then again, Kyle Hamilton. But that's why I have my New York Giants take. Now, the last pick in my mock draft, the Atlanta Falcons select a quarterback. It is a quarterback. It's not Matt Crowell. It's not Desmond Ritter. It's not Corsa Strong. It's not Sam Howell. It is Kenny Pickett. I'm high on Kenny Pickett. I used to not be because he only won good season at Pitt, but I'm buying into a little bit now. Kenny Pickett, a very good player in my opinion. Kenny Pickett, not the best quarterback in this draft class, second best quarterback in this draft class. Arthur Blank needs to find a quarterback to train away Matt Ryan, and they do. They get Kenny Pickett. Still more common score sports. Lane Frank, the special of summer 75. That's my top eight mock draft. We're nearing the NFL draft, everybody, and we're nearing our mock draft special. Stay tuned. Now, at the buzzer, everybody, this week's at the buzzer, it's a great one. This is my NBA playoff bold predictions. I feel like I was filling out a bracket here when I was doing this, but I got some great bold predictions for you here right now. Let's hop into it. My fifth best bold prediction is the Memphis Grizzlies get upset round one. Then I think they do. I think John Morant coming off an injury, maybe a little bit of experience. Desmond Bain, well, I love. I think he might go cold in this series, and it's just crazy to think right here. Zaire Williams is not fully developed yet. Steven Adams is that force for that team, but I, I just, I got this feeling, Jaron Jackson, I got this feeling that the Memphis Grizzlies will lose round one, whoever it might be. I think the Memphis Grizzlies do lose round one. My fifth best ball prediction is the Memphis Grizzlies losing round one. Number four, I have the Milwaukee Bucks being a round two exit. So the reigning NBA champions, they're pretty much the Baylor of the, of the NBA. Baylor, reigning champions from last season, lost round two. I have the Bucks losing round two right here to the Boston Celtics, so I'm going to talk about a little bit in the next prediction, but I got Milwaukee Bucks, reigning champions, losing in the second round. That's my fourth best ball prediction. Number three, I think there's going to be a six or Celtics conference finals and a Warriors-Suns conference finals. Now, do the Warriors win that series? I don't think so. And I think the Sixers, Andrew will beat overmatch the Boston Celtics, which I hate to see right there. So I have a, my second best ball prediction, I have a Sixers, Suns, NBA finals. What a series this will be, in my opinion. I think he goes to seven games. I think Joel Embiid plays great. I think James Harden probably plays pretty well in the series. Tobias Harris will play well in the season. Matisse Thibel 
going to be back. He's not going to be there in that Toronto series, which is a little bit interesting. I don't think they get upset round one by the Toronto Raptors. So, my NBA champion prediction for this season is, I got it right from March Madness to Kansas. I'm going to get it right here for the NBA. I have the Phoenix Suns, Jay Crowder, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Cal Bridges, DeAndre, and Dario Sarge. This is a stacked team from head to toe. Cameron Payne, Monty Williams. Oh my gosh, this is just a great team. What a team James Jones put together right here. Just what a team. I think that the Phoenix Suns win the NBA championship. Chris Paul gets a ring. Devin Booker gets a ring. It's going to be great to see right here. Phoenix Suns win an NBA championship. Those are my five NBA Bowl predictions. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, best for last question that is week's question is, who is the best team in baseball? Is it Mets? Is it the Dodgers? Is it the Mariners? Is it the Blue Jays? Is it somebody else? Leave your answer in the comment section. Is it the Rangers? Whoever you want want to say it. Astros. Who's the best team in baseball? Leave your answer in the comment section. Best team in the MLB? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about our question today this week. That's about for Squared Sports Land Frank, episode number 75. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sport. Follow Squared Sports on TikTok at Squared Sport. Don't forget to subscribe rate and review for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode 76. Stay tuned.